Welcome to the I'm Still Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Whitlow. I've been reading and studying the Bible my entire life, but I still have a lot of questions, and I'm still learning what it means. Each episode, we will take a look at what the Bible has to say and what it means to us today. Whenever you teach somebody something, you want them to show that they get it. You want to know that they understand it and are capable of doing it. But when you see them actually use that knowledge when you're not around, then you know that they really have it. That's why Paul is encouraging the new believers to show the results of their salvation even when he is not around. I'm calling episode 23, Work It Out. I once attended church with a man who was a self-professed Bible expert. If you had doubts about something he said, he would say something like, You just need to trust me on this. I know a lot more about this than you do. The problem was, although he might have had a lot of knowledge of the Bible, he didn't seem to know Jesus very well. He was always unpleasant and surly, and he seemed to be continually put out with the rest of us. I never saw him seem to enjoy anything or anyone, and I always felt sorry for his wife. In our last episode, Paul encouraged the believers at Philippi to work together with unity and to place others ahead of themselves. Unlike the guy I knew, Paul was really a Bible expert because of his upbringing as a Pharisee. But when he became a Christ follower, all of that knowledge suddenly had a purpose beyond just seeing how his knowledge made him superior to everyone else. In these letters to the churches, he explains theological truths but he does it in a way that let the new believers know how to apply the truths to their everyday lives. And these truths hold true even today. They show us how to live as faithful followers of Christ. Today we will pick up where we left off last week and continue to look at the second chapter, and I will read verses 12 through 18. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. One of the many benefits I get of reading multiple Bible translations is that when you read several translations, you can really get a sense of the fundamental meaning of a particular passage. Sometimes I will read a passage and think that it is telling me something, but I am very cautious about building a belief based on my thoughts on just one scripture. 
So I will do two things to see if my idea is God-inspired or Randy-inspired. I will look to see if my idea is consistent with the overall message of the entire Bible, and I will read other translations of that scripture to see if I would get the same idea if that scripture was worded differently. Philippians, the second chapter, in verses 12 and 13, is a good example of this. The translation that I am using for this study is the New Living Translation. Another translation that I use a lot is the New International Version, or the NIV. The NIV uses verbiage that is similar to the old King James Version, which is the version I grew up with. The King James Version says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Whereas the NLT says, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. In years past, I have heard preaching that made this scripture sound as though our salvation is earned by an individual through their good works when they read, Work out your own salvation. But that's not what Paul is saying at all. That interpretation goes against the entire message of the Bible and is contrary to what Paul himself teaches. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he states very clearly in chapter 2, verse 9, Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Then, when the NLT says, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, it would be difficult to come up with the idea that salvation could be earned by our own human efforts. So, does that mean that the King James Version and the NIV got it wrong and the NLT got it right? Well, that's not what I'm saying at all. What we have is different teams of translators working at different times, working in good faith to translate the original languages to our language as faithfully as possible. And it, it is not an easy task to translate from one language to another. It isn't a matter of getting a good Greek to English dictionary and moving from word to word. Some people use the fact that different translations say things differently as a reason to mistrust the Bible. But I say it's just the opposite. Many different teams work for years to translate the Bible, and they come up with essentially the same narrative. By reading the various ways that various teams of linguistic experts translate, I find that the variety of interpretations keeps me focused on keeping the plain things the main things. Okay, enough about that. Let's look at today's scripture. Verse 12 says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. If I were to summarize this passage with just one phrase, it would be, Do what's right when I'm out of sight. In years past, I worked with a boys group. One of the skills that I taught was tying certain knots that can come in handy in everyday life. Now, I have no idea how many boys I taught to tie these knots, but most of them never attempted to tie those knots again after the class. After successfully tying them one time in the class, these knots were never thought of again. If I wasn't standing there to coach them, they didn't mess with them. And Paul saw his new disciples get engaged with the gospel while he was with them, but he knew that when he was gone, they could let this new way of life slip away. 
So he impressed on them that it was actually more important for them to live by the gospel when he was away. He knew that they wouldn't get it right every time, but that their desire should be to show that their lives were being changed by the gospel message every day. When we receive Jesus as Lord, we are saved at the instant that we believe that the offer of salvation is real and declare that we are now a follower of Jesus. But as this new life begins, we have to learn to live it, and we will continue to learn for the remainder of our lives. That's what Paul meant when he said that they should work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Salvation is at the same time instantaneous and progressive. We are saved in an instant, but we learn to live saved day by day, and ultimately we will be saved for eternity at the end of our lives. Verse 13 gives us some encouragement about this working hard. It says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. The Christian life, truly lived, is countercultural. In a world that seeks revenge, we are to seek reconciliation. In a world that rewards greed, we are told to give. In a world that demands to be catered to, we are told to serve. In a world that craves power, we are instructed to be humble. It's not easy. If we had to do these things just because we were told to, it would be impossible. But when we truly give our lives to Christ, God works in us through His Holy Spirit. He gives us wisdom, confidence, courage, and grace to live as Christ followers in a self-centered world. And it is wonderful when the new believer begins to realize that old desires begin to fade and the desire to live a life that is pleasing to God begins to develop. That is evidence of God working in you, and it is amazing. Paul now shifts to describe how this way of life will appear to those who do not yet know Christ. He says, Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. You know, if you want to stand out from the crowd, you have to be different from the crowd. And what stands out as different from the crowd today? How about being peaceful and confident, speaking the truth in love? How about not complaining and accusing and arguing? That would be different. That would stand out. Paul recognizes that in a dark world, every little light will show up bright. Let's go for a minute back to my years of working with the boys group. When we would go camping, it was not unusual for a boy to get a flashlight to take on the trip. When they would proudly show it to me, I would usually say, wow, this is a really good one because it gets brighter as the night gets darker. They would look at me with skepticism, but then I would have them turn it on by the campfire and they would see that it didn't have much effect. Then I would tell them to go a short distance away from the campsite and see how bright it was. Well, as you can tell, once they get away from the fire and the lamps, their little flashlights seemed much brighter. 
and I'd usually hear them exclaim something like, wow, awesome. But you know, it's, it's amazing how the peaceful and confident nature of a mature believer is so very attractive to a world that is angry and fearful. It is a powerful witness to the truth of the gospel that is much more effective than shouting scriptures at someone who we don't agree with. But just because our lives draw attention, it doesn't mean that all of that attention will be positive. Remember, Paul is writing this letter from prison, but he knows that the life he is living is worth all that he has to endure. He tells us, Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. You know, it's not always easy to live as a Christ follower. I love that Paul is calling the believers to recognize joy in the midst of suffering and that living the faithful Christian life is an offering to God. His joy, even while being unjustly punished for his faith, is a powerful witness to both the believers in the Philippian church and to us today. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the I'm Still Learning podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please tell your friends. Also, if you'd like to make a comment or have a question, you can contact me on Instagram or Facebook under my channels, which are called Randy Whitlow. There will be a new episode up next week. And until then, I'm Randy Whitlow, and I'm still learning.